you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. football program available on itunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com now here's your host dave damashek hi and hello football fans it's your old pal dave dave damashek what's going down i hope all's well wherever you are welcome to episode number 143 of the dave damashek football program available as always on itunes and at nfl.com slash check S-H-E-K. My goodness, we have much to discuss in the world of sports and beyond. Let's do so right now with the man seated to my immediate right, who just a few hours ago kibitzed exclusively with Torrey Smith, world champion of the Baltimore Ravens, and also a wrestling aficionado. And you guys get into the upcoming um, WrestleMania, whatever it is. It is Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. I do. You know what? I, we talked about this on Twitter because that was trending the other day. Greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Mm-hmm. And like you, I That's said it. it was Savage Steamboat. But you can't sleep on HBK Razor Ramon in the ladder match. I don't but, know what that is. Oh, See, that's I, I tuned out after oh, you know the million dollar you, man. You, I know that's like fifteen up? twenty years ago. Yeah, like once most. You be, once you became an adult, all right, fair point. Yeah, it was enough for me. Anyway, listen, this is an exciting time because college basketball is almost wrapped up here. Baseball season has begun, and of course, football season three hundred and sixty five days. Let's talk about all of it. Let's say hello next to one of uh, one of the two guys. On the Around the League Debate Club, not Mark Sessler, who is MIA for a month now from this podcast. No, it's his pal, Dan Hanzoos. How are we today? Can't complain. I'm no? very happy to be here. Good, good. A pleasure to see you. And finally... Wait, did our debate club run this week? It did. Actually, it ran on Friday with Adam Rank as our call. Oh, guest. Adam Rank's on that one. Yes. Okay, surprising we're good. Adam, surprising Adam Rank. And so look at look for that at NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. That's where the debate club runs as well as on Around the League. And finally, we'll say hello to the man from across the Atlantic Ocean who is the Miami Dolphins' biggest fan, at least here on the podcast. Let's hear his thoughts about Brent Grimes, among others. It's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? Very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Happy Easter. Thanks. Is that an English accent that I heard? It was. It was. And that's our man Terrence Newman, who we just heard there. Muzzle tough to him on going to the Cincy Bengals. We all encouraged him here in 66 when he paid us us a visit a few weeks back to go to the Bengals. Because to me... Maybe they're the class of the AFC, or at least they're among the biggest contenders in my book. Handsome AFC or AFC North? AFC. AFC. Yeah, no. But I will say the what the Ravens have done all of a sudden. This is why the first three or four days people make declarations about who now is in the best position to go to the Super Bowl. What the Ravens did in Week Two was awfully impressive in my book. They get Michael Huff as well as I think I saw who was it? Burt Breer tweeted out, and it's a fascinating number, that Paul Kruger, what the Cleveland Browns paid Paul Kruger is the same amount that the Ravens have now paid for Elvis, uh, Elvis Doomerville, Chris Canty, 
and Marcus Spears. So they come out better than they were last year. And, you know, Ray Lewis, of course, was a, a fine what he did in the locker room and all the dancing to and fro. But on the field, he was, you know, he was, what was he? Michael Huff, you can make a case, at least in some aspects, is an improvement from Ed Reed. The defense is going to be better than it was last year, that's eh? A, that's exactly what we were talking about when we saw that all those guys were leaving the Ravens. I think all of us were in agreement that Ozzie Smith has a proven track record. He's going to go out and rebuild that team. And plus, they're going to do well in the draft, too, because they do year in and year out. I think the Ravens are going to be fine next year. Yeah, and the Browns, now they have Jason Campbell. <laughs> wow, that AFC North. That's it's going to be crazy this year. That's why Sessler is MIA, because he's still celebrating the Jason Campbell side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and behind the glass there, there's Black Tie, and he's waving his arms wildly like, hurry up and go. We just started, Black Tie. What's the beef? What's going on, guys? I'm no, just trying well, to stick the, the schedule. I'm just trying to stick to schedule here. We just start. We went into one subject <laughs> for about 34 seconds. We have what a are you rundown so- we're supposed to be going by, and you start off this tan- the podcast with a tangent about wrestling, and let's just get a to tangent? it, guys. Yes. We spent, we spent uh, wh- I said one thing, Rank responded, I said that, and he said back. That was the end of it. Let's get right to it, guys. Worst the- sports injuries. Let's wait, go. Wait, hold on. For, the, the rundown. <laughs> Where is this rundown? The I rundown, don't even have it. The rundown said, tease the, the Tory Smith interview. Which yeah. I felt that we did a pretty good job doing talking about wrestling, which is that's what, we're what doing. they talked about on their interview. <laughs> Goodness, black tie. We Happy talk, Easter, indeed. We do talk a little football, though. Do you? I snuck a little bit in. Excellent, excellent. Um, handsome. Happy Easter to you, and happy Easter to all who celebrate. I don't like that, by the way. A lot of that's a new thing in tweets and <laughs> social media. Happy hol- happy blank holiday to all who celebrate it. Well, yeah, isn't that implied? Yeah. I don't know why I just got sucked into that nonsense. Yeah. It's a waste of words. Not unlike what these last, you know, 12 <laughs> seconds have been. Handsome. I was curious to know, as you know, as we, because we, uh, in an ongoing way, we compare American celebration to English celebration of holidays. Do you have a bunny over there? There is the Easter bunny. Really? Um, yeah, he visits, or she, I don't know, visits. Yeah, the it's United never really Kingdom. clarified. It's never is made it? clear hmm. that Santa. No. There's no debate. Santa or Father Christmas, as I would prefer, Jeez. is definitely um, a ma- an older, an older gentleman. But the bunny is of indeterminate age and and also gender. Always white though. I didn't know that. How come? How well, come? they are, aren't they? And, and when did it happen that that this thing, it feels maybe 2013 is when it started, maybe 2012. When did it start that just like you take your kid to get a picture with Santa, That's... now the Easter Bunny thing, everybody now posts pictures of their kids sitting on the Easter Bunny's lap? When did this begin? That's ridiculous. That's, that's been going on for years. It has? Didn't you see Mallrats? They nah, beat up the Easter Bunny. I never bunny. did see that. Yeah, they beat up the Easter Bunny in Mallrats. Huh. Mm-hmm. I rem- I've, I've right? been to some Easter things where an, an Easter Bunny suddenly like, oh, look who it is, and he comes out and he throws some eggs. But now this <laughs> thing of like in the mall, you stand in line for for this Easter Bunny hokum. How I don't come, get it. How come the Brits have a ridiculous old-timey name for Santa, but Easter Bunny reta- retains the mm-hmm. fun I don't innocent know. name? I don't know. It's a keen Easter question. Easter Rabbit. Easter Cottontail. Yeah. All right, Black Tide's losing his he mind be, behind I can the feel glass. His eyes there. burning into he's, my back. He's losing his crust over there. Hey, English, American, Nigerian—we're all people. Black Tie. Why can't you it's understand true. that we're having a conversation? People. That is true. You understand? All right. He just wants us to move on <laughs> to, to to what he wants us to talk about, which is worst sports injuries. Hmm. Wonder why? Oh yeah, because it was the most horrific. Uh, I. I 
Well, second most horrific. Well, you know what? Third most horrific now. Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't really put my mind, didn't go through it in my brain of the worst things I've ever seen in on a, 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 these fields of play. Um, the Louisville guard, Kevin Ware, it, the thing that was upsetting about the broken leg, first of all, is the, the how mundane it was. He goes to contest a shot and lands like we've seen happen billions of times. Anybody who's ever watched basketball has seen contested shots, of course. And he just comes down and his leg explodes. It was horrifying. If you're watching it in real time, you saw it. Ha- it was it was just terrible. And the morality of whether or not they should reshow it and so on. Of course, they don't have to belabor it, but I think it merits a repeat, uh, a, a replay. Um, but off the top of my head, I'm going to go like this: Clint Malarchuk of the at the time the Washington Capitals, I think is who he was. He had he was a goalie in NHL hockey. 1988 had a skate slashed his throat, oh, his jugular vein. Right, right. And he started to bleed out right there on the ice. And not unlike a water faucet that you turn on and off, with the beating of his heart, blood was pouring in pulsing fashion onto the ice. That's still number one. Gotta be. I'm going to go, this one I would say number two, but I'll tell you what's worse than that one. Who's the guy who lost his two legs? Not the the sprinter guy who's in trouble now. The, (laughs) the, uh, The auto racer guy. The guy who now is a... Uh, you know, he does the marathons and stuff with his arms. Right. You know what I'm talking about? His name. I do, but I can't think of his name. Why can't I think of his name? Black tie. That's an international sport. You should know it. Formula if, One. If Handsome Hank. We have two people. <laughs> Formula be- One. I don't Formula know. One. Here's my take on Formula One. Just very quickly. It's in cars. It's not a sport. I kind of it's agree. It's technology. Yeah. I'm not interested. I'm I, with I, you. I, I, yeah. Uh-huh. You'll get no argument here. I, I do find it. Yeah. It's It's... If all the I don't want to get into the debate of auto racing, not with black tie leaning all <laughs> yeah, over right. us here. Um, that's a black tie's new name, the Sword of Damashek. It just it, it just hovers. <laughs> up, it's black tie. He hovers. He, he hovers over us, making us all miserable. Um, so anyhow, thoughts on what we saw there, Rank? I'm assuming you took it in. I don't know if the other two here in '66 can uh, can find the free time to watch college hoops. No, it would. What was fortunate for me is we were having Easter brunch or whatever, and mm-hmm. the game was on, but the sound wasn't on. And as we were eating, somebody noticed that the game had stopped and there was people crying on the court. And so other people went and investigated. And then went, once I heard what it was, I didn't. I had no interest in seeing it. Because I think of things like uh, Theismann's injury, of course. Nap, people uh, always use that as the point of reference, but that one is way down. I don't even know if that's in the top ten anymore. We still have Willis McGahee. Tim Crumrise. That was bad. Tim mm-hmm. Crumrise was worse. Bad. Michael Bush. Napoleon McCallum. No, Napoleon, Napoleon McCallum, to me, is the underrated been, one, yeah. as though we're celebrating these. But that is the worst one. He literally was bent forward. His knee bent at a 45-degree angle. I'm, I'm sorry, a 90-degree angle, but in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think terrible. you can look it up. It's, it's grotesque. Don't look up but, any of these. Yeah, well, you know, why would you look up any of these? But, yes. The auto racer, though, the guy lost his legs, and mm. in the still shots, you actually see... The exploding meat coming off oh, of his dude. coming off of Come his on. body. It's it's just exploding awful. Meat. Do we need to talk about this anymore? No. 
Hand Zeus, do you have any remarks? a terrible subject. I thought, yeah, I thought what? it was fascinating as a sports story because I was working at the time, so I didn't see it live, but it was all over Twitter, mm-hmm. and it showed up on websites, but I just didn't click into it just because I'm not good with that stuff. And I think it's interesting that there's a lot of people that haven't seen it, but it's the number one sports topic right now. And I will say, hey, Handsome Hank, interested in your thoughts. Did you see it, first of all? I have seen it, and and um, just I'm not, I'm not certainly not claiming to be an athlete, but I did something very similar, to, not to that but to the, the, the my knee flipped around the wrong way at oh, one really? stage and uh th- that was the most grotesque one i've i've ever seen and so i can't i just can't want any of those type of injuries especially knee ones especially where you see a knee do something it, can't, it shouldn't be doing i can't watch those at all yeah well this is this is especially horrific i mean uh, and i've never seen i can't recall at least seeing a reaction i do remember with the Thiesman one lawrence taylor immediately summoning from the sidelines but um but i mean the 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 reaction of the teammates and the and the, and yeah. the duke guys and everything um was pretty upsetting stuff but all right black tie this is what you wanted us instead of talking about the <laughs> the joy of easter you want us talking about the misfortunes of others this gives uh, others this gives you pleasure to lose the easter eggs that you ate. i'll tell you what my misfortune was watching more college basketball the, this past season <laughs> what a, i mean listen of anything if i'm cynical about anything in sports it is this march madness hokum what is so? What's been achieved now? What have we learned now after all this time? All you know, you know and, and it's not me being a homer because I'm an Indiana University graduate either. Fine, I listen. I, I I said I was a front runner. I wasn't emotionally invested in them. I would like, for my friends' sake, to my friends all uh, out there who are who were much more invested in it. I would like, for their sake, for them to have made a deep tournament run. But these teams have proved themselves over the long haul of the season. They're just cast aside in 40 minutes in favor of what? Wichita State? What is Wichita? What is that junk? A fifth place team in the Big East in Syracuse? This is the tournament everybody loves so much? What have we learned? Nothing. Nothing. Which is, then, it's fun. It's cute. It's like uh, eating cotton candy. Mmm, it tastes good. But I liked it, though. Yeah, but it's not good for you, understand. There's no merit in ingesting it. I know, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's spongy and it's sweet. I like so it. It's said, fun. They should have some sort of like a, a bowl championship series where you have like people voting and computer rankings, and they'll do it like that to determine a champion, right? Well, listen, I know you're being sarcastic, but yes. let me say this to you. First of all, in 2014, there is going to be a, a, a proper Final Four in college football, and it will immediately transcend this hokum. One, and two, when everybody cites that, as you just did so piously, not you, <laughs> but you, well, you were pious. I was. Yeah, you were. But mo- when people of, do it, they're always, they're always being pious when they do it. And let me say this to you as you ascend. I don't know if you can hear me up there on Mount Pius while I reside down here on the planet Earth. But this thing, what do you think seeding these teams are 1 through 16 and putting them into different regions? What is that? That's ranking teams. The same thing as college football does. But still, it's a playoff. It's not but still. It's it's ranking teams. When Alabama went and played for the national championship a couple of years ago, even though LSU beat them in the regular season, well, that was, was junk. Still, but they tra- but they changed it. There's no buzz that college basketball is imminently going to change anything about their uh, their silly tournament. Wow, what well, an achievement! Yeah, this has been a whole. Yeah, I don't I don't get you. Real Michigan Ma- Michigan is the Big Ten team that gets through. Syracuse is fifth place bum team. Didn't, didn't the Giants just win? A super, a, didn't the Giants just win a Super Bowl as a nine and seven team? There were no fifth place teams, and there are no no fifth it's place teams. Teams get into the NFL playoffs. Yes, Same they're there. I mean, once in a blue moon, a crummy team sneaks through. But cut it out, guys. Just cut it out. Calm down. 
What the hell Relax. is that? That made me literally jump. I literally freaked. Just calm down, okay? Rank just broke his leg jumping. <laughs> Terrific. The bone came through the skin. All right, let's uh, let's shift to something completely different and talk about uh, the Oakland Raiders. Matt Flynn, Hanzoos. He takes over under center. Presumably, he's going to be the man there now. Although a year ago, we would have thought the same thing of uh, with Matt Flynn and the Seattle Seahawks. But pending the draft and whatever else happens, how say you on Flynn? I just feel bad for all these teams this year that if they were if they were a little worse, if they were last year, they would have had a great setup to get a big time quarterback. Instead, now they're scrambling for the the Matt Flynns of the world, and now Carson Palmer might end up with the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are chasing. Carson Palmer, who hasn't been good in six years. No, he was good. He was good in 2012. Who? The, Carson Palmer. I mean, he throws picks, but he's always done that. That's not, that's that's nothing different. At least he had some zip on his balls I, this year. I mean, he's yeah. He's I mean, still got an arm, but I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> that in on didn't this. come out right. Crazy. <laughs> Continue. Anyway, no. I I think uh, I think he'll be maybe an upgrade over Palmer because I'm not a fan. But do I think that Matt Flynn's going to be a difference maker? No. Well, yeah, in that division. So does that does this change where the Raiders now stack up in the AFC West, which obviously still has the Broncos. The Chiefs look like they're going to be better. The Chargers kind of interesting, too. How does Matt Flynn being with the Raiders affect things rank? I think the copycat league is getting out of control. So the Raiders see that the Seahawks traded for Matt Flynn. They bring in a run, a read run quarterback. He goes off to have a great season. Now they think it's going to be the – the catalyst to get Terrell Pryor up and running. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I hadn't thought about that. Wait, what if he? What if Matt Flynn loses the gig in training camp to Terrell Pryor? He's really going to have self esteem issues. Yeah, he's, he's also going to have tens of millions of dollars yeah, to wipe his tears with. He's printing money. I don't think he cares anymore. He's just he's got a big con. I think it, when you're the backup quarterback, it just seems like the coolest thing because first of all, you don't have to play. You get paid all that money, and then everybody thinks you're awesome. Because especially if you're playing behind a bad quarterback. Then people are like, oh, you know, yeah. what? If, if we played Matt Flynn, we'd be winning right now. I hear, I hear, guy. you know, I, people who would know about such things will, you know, they'll whisper to you, but they don't like to sell these guys out. I have no such, uh, no such issue with this. There are backup QBs in the league that relish that position. They sort of get to a station in their career where they say, no, I don't have to get uh, dinged up. There's no threat of anything. Maybe I can come in and be a savior for a right. week or two. But other than that, I'll just sit back and collect my money. Hank, how say you in the AFC now with Matt Flynn? Any difference? I don't, that's not going to make any nah. difference. I think the only difference it might make is that the Raiders are that step closer to having the first pick in next year's draft. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Matt Flynn is now, I think he's now transcended Scott Mitchell, right? As the as the he's guy the, who's done the least to, I mean, he's, he's this chip that now over two seasons <laughs> has been moved around because he had literally think, one good game. I think it's A.J. Feely. That's the yeah. that's the guy. That's the sort of AJ Feely who just did nothing and everywhere he went, but somehow still retained that kind of the little promise yeah. that everyone thought he had. Well, what about Elvis Gerbach when he joined the <laughs> Ravens and everybody thought he was gonna be the they're like Yeah, oh. but he did at least have Elvis Gerbach did have if you look up his numbers you'll be surprised. He had a good he had at least one good year yeah. with the Chiefs, I believe. It was at least one good one. season. Well he had a good season with the Chiefs, but he joined the Ravens. He might have had he might have had a good year because he had like four thousand yards. He never did anything with the Ravens. He Didn't was junk there. The but yeah. What about uh Jeff Garcia with the Browns? Yeah, but he's another one. At least he has has Neil some deeds worth holding up. Neil Neil O'Donnell with the Jets? 
I don't want to talk about him. He makes me sick. They <laughs> disgust me. Handsome Hank yes. is a Steeler fan. I've never forgiven him. He threw it away. It was on him. The onus was on him as a man of honor to come back and right the wrongs that he committed in that Super Bowl. But no, he ran off, took the money, and went to Jersey, and he Similar. paid the price. The, the football fates made him pay. Similar to the way Vince Ferragamo ran off to the CFL after he threw that Super Bowl away right? against the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, you're leaving, leaving it dangling out there? I, I, I don't Who's going to claim the Dieter Brock jump ball? That one doesn't even count. I'm throwing it out there. It's out there to be had. I don't, I, I don't feel right taking it. I don't need your charity. The, chi- the Dieter Brock drop of the show. I just, Handsome Hank. I, just, I left it up there. It's so nice it could be you. like in the CFL, we paid him back by sending Dieter Brock to the Rams. Like All right, you that, get that, that one. Been, All right, that's justice that been... served. You took it. There was your Dieter Brock drop. There it was. All right, Frank gets that one. Handsome Hank. Carson Palmer to the uh, to the Cardinals. I just heard some cynicism in Hanzoos' voice there. How say you on him to the Cards? I don't know. I mean, you just thought the Cardinals have learned their lesson by after last season, where they had that collection of <laughs> mediocre quarterbacks, which is the Bills' tactic for this year: is get get three former starting quarterbacks, none mm-hmm. of whom should be starting in the NFL anymore, and let them scrap it out to see who can lead you to a four and twelve season. It feels like the Cardinals are probably just like, yeah, that they didn't wasn't too bad last time around. We got a great draft pick out of it. Let's do it again. <laughs> I love the idea that <laughs> they true. just that, that they keep that their thing is really as though. They embrace almost as much as, you know how people always say about Cleveland and Detroit and Pittsburgh sports fans, that's the kind of, that's the style of football that they're, that their blue collar fans like. It's as though, first of all, as though that's exclusive to those people. Hey, Pittsburgh fans really love good, tough defense because that represents them like, yeah, People in San Diego and Miami would hate good defense. (laughs) That would be dreadful for them if their team had a dominant defense. One. And two, so let's say that that premise is true. Arizona really embraces the reputation of their city, which is a retirement place. They just bring in old guys all of the in the twilight of their career. That it is a funny thing that they're sort of like, well, that is what we should. It really, it really helps our primary industry here, which is bringing very, in the retirees. It's very relatable. What they can point to is that of the of like of all the old quarterbacks who went past their sell by date, there's not very many of them who came back like bounced back with another team and suddenly, oh look, he is actually good again. Apart from well, Kurt he's Warner, bad. Wow. and Kurt Warner yeah. is really the, the the most recent and probably best example of someone who <laughs> everyone kind of wrote off, and then he went sure. to Arizona and he bounced and back and was great for that last few years. And that's why they'll do it for years because now they right. have Warner still fresh on yeah, their yeah. mind. So they're all like, they, they, Palmer we'll, won't be we'll the last guy to do this. We'll with, make yeah. it work. Yeah. I know, but if, let me just say, if they if they fix their offensive line, which is uh, which is not an easy thing to do, but I have heard talk from people who, who would know. I've talked with them about that offensive line, and they felt like they weren't as far away as it seemed from having a halfway decent, If they, you know, with injuries aside, if they can get things together a little bit, because that is obviously paramount for Carson Palmer. He can't run away from any pressure there. But if you give him Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, this is a, this uh, it seems like they, they happen to be in, yeah. like, what we always talk about is maybe the toughest division coming up this year. And then if they just use their first-round pick on an offensive lineman, the team might be a little bit closer to competing in that division. Um, Hanzoos, mm-hmm. shifting to yet another topic, and back to gory stuff, Walking Dead. How say you on the finale? I'm just about out on The Walking Dead at this Me point. Too. I just can't, I can't get behind so many of the characters, and I, the show could be so much better, but it's not. 
No, that's, I, I, I'm, I think I'm officially willing to say I am pulling the plug on it. I'm done with you, Walking Dead. And you know what it is? I know it's not the show proper, but it's Talking Dead, the show after <laughs> it that wraps up each episode. And I know that's like saying I don't like the Grateful Dead because I don't like their fans that much. But the Talking Dead, it's too self-indulgent. And it's uh, it's there's these bad actors breaking down their performances and everything. For the most part, one actor aside who's terrific is handsome Hank's old friend from England, right? Rick, That's right. the Rick. main guy. Yes, Andy Lincoln is a, is a friend of mine. Yeah, England. and we're going to get him in the sports car at some point if this summer? In, if he's out here, I will do my very best. I think it would be better to have him in here than in your car. But Both. But probably both, yeah. Why don't That's we right. do both? We'll take Let's a... Try. I think, listen... Can and he stay then, in character? That's important. Can we keep him in character? I, that would be... Ter- well, if he's, well, if he's in the sports car in <laughs> character and I'm rolling through the streets of L.A., look well, out. He's just getting out of the car and beating people with baseball bats looking for his wife his dead wife Rick Rick you don't understand I got my own people I shot them all so there aren't very many of them left I killed them all I shot them all in the head for no apparent reason because I'm a crazy governor Huh? Why did the henchman shoot him at a certain point there? I, I didn't now, get that. Like, Come on. Yeah, he goes insane. The governor goes insane and kills spoiler his own alert, people. Guys. I don't spoiler, care about spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> Just let people know. That's all. Some people do right. care. You should, we should have said that ahead of time. Oof. Maybe you could fix that in post. I am not. No. <laughs> <laughs> he shot him all in the head. I shot him all, Rick. The bad people. Because my daughter Penny got a knife put through her head. Now, handsome Hank, so yes. we'll get Rick in here, and that'll be a lot of fun. I will do my very best. Right. Now, to you're going to go. Rick, I'm going to leave. What did you think about Brent Grimes, by the way? Uh, Brent Grimes, I'm excited. Dolphins putting together some pieces where they can actually make a – they don't have to draft. they got the 12th pick in the draft. They don't have to draft for need. They can just draft. I think you can fix – Either there are a lot of things that modern uh, medicine seems to correct much more mm-hmm. quickly than it did 25 years ago, Achilles. like we talked about knees and everything. That sounds bad for no. a, a position based on speed. He right. blew out his Achilles. Yeah, let's. Well, we we haven't seen him run in the last. Uh, I mean, on a football field at Dan least. Marino came back from that. With, I mean, like he it's was a little no bit slower though. than he, he was no slower than he was before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the cautionary tale. Right. Hey, Dan Marino moved like a uh, yeah. like a seventy three year old lady. After the Achilles, life. yeah, I'm sure our our new cornerback, highly paid, is going to be just he, the ticket we need to stop those Patriots. As an AFC East guy, I didn't get a chance to talk to Hank about this, but whenever you could lock up a cornerback with a limp for $5.5 million, got to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, all right, listen, Black Tie, we'd love to go on further, but Black Tie's losing his mind behind the glass. All right, Black Tie, we're going to get to Torrey Smith and his interview with Rank here in just one second. But quickly, do a shout-out. You haven't done one in a little while. This is Black Tie's famous shout-out to people he does not know, but whose work he appreciates. It's time for Black Tie shout-outs. I like to give a shout-out to. Quick shout-out to. I just want to give a shout-out to you. Shout-out this week, actually for the first time, is coming from Ian Elliott on Twitter. At Ian Elliott, and obviously it's timely with what happened over this past weekend. My shout out is really going to sports doctors, and not just all sports doctors, but the ones on right out there on site, on the field, on the court. Imagine going to work expecting at worst a sprained ankle, you know, maybe a cut or a bruise or whatever, and then what happened to Kevin? Where it happens? Like everyone else, your reaction was to turn away. The bench, the crowd, everyone's turning away. Everyone's not looking. Those guys first response they're right there looking at him in the eye that's tough people were vomiting players were vomiting players were crying but they they're doing their jobs 
because they have to get it done. So shout out to those guys because, man, that's not what they're expecting going to work that day. You Sometimes got- I don't know what he's rabbiting about, but I got to say that the sports doctors. <laughs> rabbiting about. They, they, that's I, appropriate for Easter. I think that they probably go in hoping for that every game. They're like, I'm going to be on TV. I hope somebody thought. Like that Louisville doctor was probably so sorry. It's my time to shine. Yeah. yeah. And he's up there doing his thing. Yes, I think that's exactly I what might he's be. For. I might be imagining it. I swear he fixed his hair just before he ran out onto the court. <laughs> now, listen, those people are cut from a different cloth than most human beings are they my mother was a nurse you know old mo damashek she used to by the way she she loves i mean there's something about that that's fascinating to them that they're very clinical that they can slip into that it doesn't affect them doesn't nauseate them my mother used to this is a crazy thing used to go to prisons or to a prison in Pittsburgh and give inmates shots, like murderers and stuff, uh-huh. would give them their medical treatment. I think that's crazy. That's not not exactly the same as what you're talking about, but cuckoo just the same. Well, yeah, but shout it, out to them. Yeah, but shout these, out to old Mo Damashek. That's always, your two good shout always, out to I'm Mo. Always, shout out, always shouting out to old Mo. She, actually, she liked you. She's, she, she's great. She's she met awesome. you and liked you. Is Mo Damashek on Facebook? Because I feel like if you're talking to my mom on Facebook, I should reach out with Mo Dam. She is, but I'm not going to let you know. I'm going to do some. Maybe I'm you could hit her around. up. Maybe I'm you could hit her up and uh, yeah, make a connection there with old Mo. <laughs> um, we'd love to go on and on, but let's get to Rank's interview here. I will say we will do at least one more episode for you. We only did one last week. We'll make up for that this week with, a, like I say, a minimum of one more for you. Um, and, you know, let's talk a little baseball for just two seconds as soon as we get done with the Tory Smith interview here, Rank. Okay. I think we're going to have John Beeson, though, the Carolina Panthers, who sit in an interesting spot in the draft. I think they're 15th, 14th or 15th, and the players that they're looking at are going to really shape the way the rest of the round goes on. They might try to go with uh, Cordero Patterson of Tennessee or maybe Tavon Austin if they go in that direction. That'll be interesting, and like I say, we'll we'll, uh, um, uh, we'll affect the way the teams behind them draft. Oh, speaking of draft, I am going to be on the, the Eisen mock draft, which airs Tuesday or Wednesday, midnight of draft week. It's on the, the NFL.com. Right, but it airs on the network at midnight Eastern, I think on Wednesday night. I'm not sure of the details on that. I will be drafting in the 17th slot. Hit me up on uh, Twitter, at Damashek. Let me know your thoughts. The 17th pick, who should it be? Well, who who's picking? Oh, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wouldn't you know that? So uh, I will be drafting in mock draft, and I will require this is why I need the help team. of the Czech Republic to get in there. Yeah, This is why I need a team. I need to be in on that mock draft. I know. Well, listen. That's why you're soliciting all, not all teams, but like what, 27 teams? Exactly. I think we boiled it down to about 27 teams. Rank is in the market for a new NFL team. I hope you're all listening out there. NFL teams, you can draw rank. You could have hit, you have the whole summer of rank. To, uh, to win him over and lure him like a free agent. Maybe the hottest uh, free agent item out there still to be had. All right, Rank, let's get to it. Anything you want to say in front of your kibitz uh, session with uh, Tory Smith there? Nope, I just hope you guys like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that said, hit it. And joining us right now in Studio 66 from the world champion Baltimore Ravens, it's Tory Smith. Tory, how's it going? No fun, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How does it feel? What is the world like for a Super Bowl champion? <laughs> what doors have been swung open for you since you won the title a few months ago? Uh, I mean, I guess a little bit of everything. You know, everyone's excited about it, and you know, folks definitely recognize you a lot more. And 
you know, obviously I think the best thing about it is just being told, you know, congratulations, you know, because you know you did it. It's real now, and, you know, everyone recognizes it. It's, it's a great honor. Is your is your shoulder getting sore from everybody patting you on the back and like that? <laughs> nah, man, it's good to go, man. Now, it's, you know, you're back working out for next season. So, you know, the highs kind of died down a little bit. And, you know, well, I, I say that, but then I just got size for my ring two days ago and I was back on cloud nine. So, I mean, it's, it, it comes with the territory. I'm excited about it and I'm looking forward to trying to go get another one. Yeah, what's it like? You're getting sized for the ring. Are a bunch of you guys there, like a jewelry shop or something? No, you guys it's can... just like, no, they're at the facility. And, you know, obviously most of the guys, 90% of the team isn't even in Baltimore right, right. now. So, you know, I was just walking through, and um, I was actually ready to head on my plane to, to go to Miami before I flew here. And then, uh, you know, they were like, hey, you know, they're sizing for rings. And I was already running late. And mm-hmm. I still went upstairs like, sizing oh, yeah. for rings. <laughs> Let me go do that. You know, I was excited about it. And, you know, it was pretty cool. You can miss a plane flight. I, I imagine that if you're you're taking a flight out of Baltimore, you could call ahead and say, "Hey, uh, can you guys hold up the plane? I'm getting my ring size." <laughs> man, I imagine they try to pull some things. Man, Baltimore is all about the Ravens. It's a great, it's great. See, yeah. So there, there's the doors right there being swung <laughs> open. Now, Tori, one of the things I, I really like about you, uh, you're a great uh, ambassador. I would say on Twitter, I feel that you're you're very interactive with everybody. You follow. 1,637 people, not all of them famous. What's what's your Twitter philosophy? Um, I like to follow, you know, random folks at times, random fans, and, you know, obviously some folks I know as well. But I think that there's so many funny people out there that you don't realize, you know, just, just regular folks like, like ourselves, you know, that just – they're just watching them on there, seeing their everyday life, interacting. You know, it's a lot that you have in common with people who you never know unless you click the follow button. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know what? It's funny, too, because I noticed the other day you started you, – you interact with people, which I think is great. I like to interact with people. I probably use it more for me to interact with people than I'm reading the news feed. Right. And when Tony Romo's contract came out, you guys – you started interacting with fans. Now, I, I always felt that when Joe signed his contract, the thing that stuck out to me was like, you know what? We're talking about Joe's contract now. I'm, yeah. I'm, th- I'm saying three years from now, he'll it's probably seem under, he'll, yeah. yeah, he'll probably <laughs> seem underpaid. Tony Romo is already getting more money than he did. What do you think of all that? Um, I guess exactly what you said. You know, in a few years, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers coming up. So just like that, Joe's not the highest paid quarterback anymore, and you know, so many other guys, you know, who will pass that bar, you know, within the, the next few years that. You know, Joe would be top top eight, you know, probably when it's all said and done. So I think it was a great deal on both sides. And that's just the market. You know, people don't mm-hmm. understand the market. You have a, a quarterback that can win for you, that can give you the opportunity to get there every year. You know, you have to pay him. And that's just what the market requires. Is it is it right for everyone? I'd say yes for in terms of the players because they earned it. But, you know, obviously fans, you know, not everyone will agree with that. Not everybody understands what goes into the economics of it and on. You guys have a very short window. And Joe's, Joe's time as the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL was very short-lived. Very at last, it was like a couple of weeks. Now, <laughs> exactly. another another thing I like to do on Twitter, when I, when I know somebody's coming in, I like to look at who you're following. And I mentioned you followed 1,637 people. I like to see who you're following because I think it says a lot about a person. You can kind of learn a couple of things here and there. And so I started scrolling through, and one of the first ones I came across, you follow The Rock, mm. you follow Ryback, and Triple H. I saw those right off the top. Yeah. So I, can I can I take it you're a big wrestling fan? Yeah, I love wrestling, man. And, uh, 
most I was a huge fan when I was little. You know, now that I actually had the opportunity to go see how it works. You know, I've, I actually took my grandmother to two shows. So, oh yeah. You know, I saw those guys take pictures with everyone, and you know, I was I was excited for her. You know, she's been a, a fan since way back. Ric Flair, oh, Rick all the all the old school wrestlers, <laughs> and you know, you can't even tell that it's not real because she was like running, she's running and Don't, yelling at the no TV. No spoilers here. Oh my goodness, man, she's serious about it. But you know, I had the opportunity to take it to a few shows, and you know, met those guys, and they showed a lot of love, and I appreciate them for that. Yeah, they seem like great people. I've met a couple myself. They they're very accommodating. Who is your favorite guy? You talk to your grandmother like Ric Flair. Who was your guy growing yeah, up? My favorite. Three wrestlers were – I actually had to meet two of them. You know, the, uh, last weekend I met uh, The Rock and Triple mm -hmm. H. You know, my, my other one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone man. Cold. <laughs> there you go. Those are my favorite guys. But, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to check them out. You know, it's pretty cool. If you're booking a dream match between the three of them – now, I know I, we might be pulling back the curtain too much and say <laughs> this, this could be scripted. If you're booking a triple threat match, those three guys, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, who do you have coming out on top? Uh, probably the Rock, man, the People's Champ. You know, everyone wants to see him do well, and you know he he pops in and out, and he's always winning when he comes back. So that's not for a reason. Everyone loves to see him win. Not everybody. <laughs> that's I was he's the good guy. He's the good guy. It isn't. He hasn't been the bad guy, but too like he's ninety nine percent of the time he's on the good guy side. You say he's on the good guys. Now I'm going to say this: people are <laughs> cheering from him. But CM Punk is absolutely right when he's talking about him. John Cena is right when he's talking about him. The guy doesn't show up. I mean, could you yeah. imagine, like, what What if, uh, you know, somebody just showed up onto the field, Every, you know, and yeah. he was like, you know what, let's, let's say it was, uh, let's, say Joe, let's say Joe Flacco only played in the playoffs. He didn't play during the regular season. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. He shows up in the playoffs. He wins. He gets all the money. Wouldn't you be a little upset with him? Yeah, I'd be I'd probably be. I feel some type of way. You know, it's like you aren't there working with us, but. You know, he's not worried about it. He's over there making G.I. Joe and all kinds of other great movies on the side. So I think it comes with the territory. But, you know, he definitely brings out the crowd. He does. You know, and he gets the huge reaction. I was actually at the Pond of Anaheim when The Rock came back a couple of years ago before his WrestleMania run last year. Or two. Yeah. his Yeah. Two years ago. Mm -hmm. I, I'm getting confused. It's been, <laughs> it's been more than a year. And it was a huge reaction. I'll admit, I kind of marked out, too. I hadn't seen him in a while. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, I saw him come out. I was like, man, it's a rock. Man. That's pretty cool. How big is he? Compared, I mean, you, you play NFL football. He's not as big as I thought he was. Is that right? No. You got to check out the picture, man. Like, he's closer to my height. You know, I, they list me at six foot, but I'm probably closer to six two with shoes on. So, the NFL. You're tall. They yeah. Me. yeah they, they, they robbed me on that one. <laughs> they did. I actually thought that when you walked in because I feel, you know, because I'm not super tall, but usually when the guy's listed as six foot, I'll be eye to eye with him. But you're mm -hmm. obviously taller than yeah, me. Yeah, taller than that. But, uh, you know, with shoes on, it, it's you know, I saw him, I was like, oh, man, like, he's not, his arms were pretty big. Right. But, he's, you know, but he wasn't as tall as I thought he'd be. I was imagining him like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. The guy who's the most impressive when you see is Kevin Nash because he's a legitimate, like, super tall guy. But enough about that. Now, <laughs> we, will, we will talk. You know what? Let's stick on wrestling because WrestleMania 29 is coming up this weekend. You know what? Can mm -hmm. we can we get some predictions from you? Do you mind? Let's run through the card. All right, let's go. Let's, let's do, do this. This will be this will be our official DDFP WrestleMania preview. Mm -hmm. uh, last year we had I think it was Ike Taylor who or was that who joined us or maybe it was was actually it was a Steeler though. So it's good. Now we got a champion. We got a Baltimore <laughs> Raven. We'll start at the bottom. The Div the Divas Championship. Caitlin versus AJ Lee. Who are you leaning on that one? I go with Caitlin. 
Caitlin. Mm. I like her character. I think she I think she does a nice job. I I kind of like that she's not the the typical WWE diva yeah, with the fake parts and everything. Mm. She's like a real woman. Mm. I like her a lot, you know, and uh just like like you said, just based on that, you know, she's she isn't doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She's kind of sticking within her rule. I like it. And she 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 can actually wrestle, so that's good too. Team Hell No will face Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler, jeez Louise, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler and Big E Langston, Tag Team Championships. Who do you got? I like Dolph Ziggler. You know, his, like, they have a great great little tandem, and he's fun to watch, too. He's pretty athletic, you know, watching stuff he does, and he's pretty fun to watch. If I say modern-day HBK, do you agree with that, with the way he bumps and everything? I, I can see that, yeah. I can see that coming. In. You know, he's obviously on his way to the top, man. He's 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 very popular. He's got to cash in that money in the bank. I'm tired of him losing <laughs> on Raw all the time. Uh, oh, the next match, Chris Jericho versus Fandango. I like this Fandango guy. I feel like you I'm like in the minority. Him? Yeah, I'm in the I minority. And I, 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 I saw this. I was like, this guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It was too much, man. He's like a prissy man. <laughs> you know, but it was it's it, it's a great character. A lot of guys were. I think he's kind of on the bad guy side, though. So yeah, oh yeah. You know, it's pretty cool to see. You know, Jericho. I lean towards the heels, so that's me. <laughs> the Shield versus Randy Orton, Sheamus, and Big Show. Uh, I like Randy Orton. You would. I like Randy Orton. I know which way you're leaning before you even yeah, answer. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually, I just got to see him last week when I was at uh at SmackDown, so it was fun. Is Randy? Is he a big guy? Uh, he's he's like he's kind of built like a a linebacker. I said mm-hmm. athletic like linebacker. He wasn't huge, but he had a nice build. He had been like two thirty before. He wasn't small. Okay, I still like the shield. I like the way everything they they feel. They they always attack the guys I don't like, so I always appreciate <laughs> them. The next match, your guy Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. No holds barred. Triple H's career is on the line. Well, he's married to the boss's daughter, so I don't yeah, know how much his career go. is on he's the line. He's good to go. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Brock Lesnar is another one of the guys like The Rock who just pops up. <laughs> he's yeah. a part-time guy. You know, but uh, I don't know. I'll just go with Triple H. He's my guy. Of course. The next one should be easy to talk about. Undertaker versus my guy, CM Punk. Is there really – is there any way that you would even think for a moment that CM Punk's going to win? I want him to win. I want him to win. You want Punk to win? Yeah, I like CM Punk. Is that your prediction? Can I put you down for yeah, CM Punk? You can put it down. I'm going to – I'm super – okay. We're going to see. We're going to compare it. We'll week. compare – I think – we'll go over this at the uh, – once we get the last few matches. Alberto Del Rio, Jack Swagger, World Heavyweight Championship. This will probably be the first match of the, yeah, of the night. Del Rio. Got to be. I like Del Rio. I like mm-hmm. Del Rio when he was a heel – I think his face, his run as a face, has been pretty good. Yeah, Jack Swagger, he has, a, he's a pretty good. He's the ultimate bad guy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like folks like genuinely like. I feel bad like he walks in public. Like someone probably thinks his character is like real. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he has to probably look out. But he's the ultimate bad guy right now. Yeah, it's tough. I and mean, when they give you those kind of gimmicks and everything, yeah, you're like, like some people just don't realize. Like you know, that's a character. You know, <laughs> like you have to watch out. We have a couple of people who work here who work for the WWE, and they explain, like, you know what? You're an actor at this point, and trying mm-hmm. to get these guys to do things, you're trying to convince actors, like, hey, you know what? you got to be this bad guy, and sometimes it's tough. So, you know, poor Swagger's got to walk around with that. And, of course, the main event of WrestleMania 29, The Rock versus John Cena. Who do you got? The Rock. Of course you do. Of course. He didn't come back for any reason, you know? Okay. It'll be right for him to win. Okay, well, let me tell you, he can't. He's somebody's got to have the belt, and who who actually is on Still, the program yeah, week right. in and week out. He could be setting up for that. You're right. See, so all right, so I'm almost in agreement with you with none of these. <laughs> 
Although I think Caitlyn will win, <laughs> and I think Team Hell No has a heel turn and they break up. But so there it is. We'll I'll see. put the, you know, we'll and I'll see. put this up. So I'm going to put your predictions up. I'll put my predictions up, and then on Monday, one of us can crow about it. And you know what? I think that's all we have time for. We're getting the wrap up signal. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for coming in and talking a little WWE. When Dave's here, <laughs> I can never talk wrestling, so it was nice to come in. I know we probably could have talked a little bit more about the Ravens, but you get plenty of that stuff here <laughs> and there. I think it's fun to come out and talk wrestling. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, don't be a stranger. I appreciate you having Very nice, Rank. I didn't know he was a wrestling guy, Tory Smith. Yeah, like I said, I was trolling through his uh, Twitter feed, and I noticed that he was following a bunch of the guys. So I said, you know what? I'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. And uh, I don't agree with him on all his WrestleMania picks, but uh, I, I like. I thought he was knowledgeable. Interesting, because uh, like I say, the WrestleMania is coming up uh, on Sunday. Yep. Maybe we'll, we'll play that one back. We we do this periodically. If we like an interview, we'll play it back for you in front. Maybe we'll like Friday or something, Black Time. Maybe Friday or Saturday for the wrestling aficionados, we can do a WWE specific one. Maybe we can lure a a superstar from That'd the sport great. or something like that. I don't know. I don't know him, but we'll see. All right, rank. Because we we just have to get on record with it quickly. We can go into baseball um, in, in more thoroughly at a later date. But just give me your baseball picks real quick. Who's in the series? Angels, Nationals. I have not thought about it. I'm gonna. I'm tempted to say the Braves. You know what? Just because it would be fun, even though I'm against it philosophically. I'm going to take the Dodgers. It'd be fun for us locally for the Dodgers to get uh, to the World Series. But make no mistake, they are the Yankees and Red Sox. They're the, the, oh, yeah. This thing of that when your team becomes one of the big spenders, it becomes more palatable. Not to me. I think it's gross no matter what um, when you basically have everything stacked in your favor. But, but let's say the Dodgers because I do like that pitching quite a bit. And, they're, you know, they're potentially their lineup is ridiculous. And I'll say the Tigers. Yeah, that's good. Eh, Tigers will be there. They'll be in the mix. The Angels, uh, it does need to be pointed out. The Angels have always been spenders in free agency, going back to signing Reggie Jackson, Don Baylor, Bobby Gritch, Doug DeSensei, Fred Lynn. Right. Even Brian Downing wasn't an original angel. Tim Salmon is really the only original angel who came through the system. So then what's the likable about them? I know. Well, that's our team. That's the team you grew up with. That's that's the only way it is acceptable. If you're a Yankees fan, I don't begrudge you being that if you're a native New Yorker and you grew up watching them. But if you glommed onto them when you were 14 because you wanted to be associated with a winner, then shame on you. Yep. And, in fact, taste the blaster. Jerk! There you go. I, even if I don't care. Maybe if you're an adolescent. Maybe it's about time you learn a, a painful <laughs> lesson. All right, so black tie. We're going to come back. Later in the week, we're going to make more noise. We'll talk about football, maybe baseball, maybe basketball, maybe pro bad, maybe hockey. Oh, I left out the saddest injury of all. Oh, Sidney Crosby. Awful. Star-crossed. He's becoming much like his father, Lemieux. Same thing. Most talented guys in the sport. They can't stay on the ice. They're jinxed. But hopefully he'll come back and win the Stanley Cup. All right, listen. Enough prattling for me for for, for uh, this day at least. We'll be back with more hooey and applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring... 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 